Hey guys, welcome back to our midweek Wadi College podcast. My name is Caroline Head. I'm one of the communications interns here at Watkinsville, and I've got my co-intern Carly Malkowitz with us today, and a former intern, Kyle Wade, um, with us today on the podcast, and he is going to be talking to us about a blog post he wrote on Psalm 77. So we're going to hear from him right now. He actually memorized all of Psalm 77 and is going to recite it for us. Okay. Am I good? Uh, I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I'm so troubled I can't speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like my God. You're the God who works wonders. You've made known your might among the peoples. You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hands of Moses and Aaron. So why Psalm 77? What was it about this psalm that connected with you? Is there anything in your story that you want to share about why this psalm, why you memorized this one? Yeah, so uh, back in fall 2017, when I first started interning, I was just having a lot of emotional, psychological issues. Uh, I think it was the first time in my life that I would call it depression or depressive states. And on top of that, I legitimately had a hard time sleeping and related to the psalmist. So I remember a roommate sharing the psalm with me and what I took away the most from it was literally how he he literally read the entire thing and I stayed engaged the entire time, <laughs> which is not normal sometimes when someone just reads a whole passage of scripture, but he literally read the whole psalm and I remember like I could hear every word. I understood what was being said. I didn't have to, this wasn't complicated. It's someone who's suffering and crying and them saying, God, have you forsaken me? And then they go off and talk about God's faithfulness. Uh, and I just remembered it stuck with me. And then sometime later, maybe even a year later, when that semester struck and things were hard, uh, Chris Fitz challenged us to memorize a uh, passage of scripture as interns. And I was like, you know, what? I need to do that like now or never. Like, I'm not going to wait till I graduate or something. So I was like, you know, what? before the end of the semester, I'm going to memorize a passage. Then depression hit. I figured, why not memorize a passage on depression? Mm-hmm. So it just made sense. Memorizing scripture, why should we do that? Why has that been important for you and why should that be important for us? Scripture is a sword and it's called that often in scripture. Uh, And, you know, the article that Chris Fitz recommended to us basically explained this really simple concept that like if if scripture is a sword, then short verses are like daggers and long passages are like claymores and broadswords. And just this thought that by all means, any scripture is helpful and can be used in like in a moment of temptation or need, you can remember something about God, but there's something really heavy and weighty about long passages or long chapters uh, because you're not just getting an application. You know, one, it's not just one verse, but it could be something you're 
learning about God for it. Honestly, I learned something like probably every day for the entire semester that I was memorizing this. Like the first line is I cry aloud to God. It's like in that one line, it's like, it's okay to cry. <laughs> and so I remember thinking about that for a day and that's half of verse one. Uh, but also like as God's people were called to write his word on our heart. And I just thought, you know, as much as I'm reading through scripture, I would love to like have it in my mind and in my heart where if I don't have my Bible, it's just things that I've trained myself to know about God. So it's a sword and you want to keep it close on your person. So, so you describe the appeal that the psalmist makes later on in the psalm. And you had kind of an interesting way of comparing that to a child and just the way that we can redirect our thoughts. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, so thrown back to that first time I heard the psalm, literally my roommate was going through something hard and he said, I found this today and this was really encouraging. And I remember like kind of like watching a movie for the first time, like, I just didn't remember where I was standing when I heard him say the song. And I was like, man, that's really hard to hear. Man, that's really hard to hear. Gosh, the guy can't sleep. He's trying to worship. He's not even wallowing in his pity and it's still hard. And then all of a sudden there's that phrase, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand. And then he goes off on God's faithfulness. And I remember by the time he finished the psalm, I forgot that it even opened with like hardship and tragedy. So it was like watching this hard depressing story and then just like marveling at a rainstorm you know what i mean i remember like it literally ended with me thinking about wow god parting the waters and lightning and whoa uh and i kind of wanted that effect i was just like you know what like when we're going through a season like that we can acknowledge it like the psalmist did he's crying aloud but that appeal is like a turn where all of a sudden he just sounds like he's daydreaming about faithfulness uh and by the time the psalm ends you you forget what the psalm was opened with, you know? And I think that's kind of the point that like set your gaze on Jesus, but not in this like trite cliche way, but cry, cry out loud, scream, cry, raise your hand diligently, like search your heart, search diligently, uh, but then make your appeal mm-hmm. uh, and remember that he was faithful. So he will be faithful. And again, you might even just forget that you were crying. Like, cause every time I'll say the song to myself, I forget why I started, you know? So the psalm has a pretty strong connection to the Exodus and remembering that, you know, huge event in Israel's history. So big thing to remember for them. But um, can you talk a little bit about that connection to Exodus? Yeah. So if you pay attention to the words at the end, uh, he's saying, when the water saw you, oh God, when the water saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled, the clouds poured out water, the skies gave forth thunder. And then it goes down and says, your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hands of Moses and Aaron. And uh, it's not just a psalm about tragedy or hardship or remembering the Lord, but for whoever wrote this, it was specifically about remembering the Exodus. Like he was remembering a historic event. And I just don't, I don't put myself in a Jewish mindset very often. And I don't think like, what is it like to know that like your ancestors literally lived through the Exodus? Like, it's not just like, I'd say it's comparable to like how we think of the 4th of July We're like, you know, like we celebrate this thing, but we're kind of disconnected from it. But for them, it's like, that's where their people came from. Uh, so he's literally citing something historic, something magnificent, something huge and something that meant a lot to like his culture and his people. But like he's having a hard time. He's remembering, remember when God parted the sea for my like ancestors and they walked through it. 
No one saw him do that. His footprints were unseen. Uh, the earth was practically trembling. Everyone in the world heard about it. And you and you read that like in different books of the Bible, people are like, we've heard of your God. We've heard of what happened in Egypt. Uh, so again, he's citing something that, that happened that there's no question about. It's just a fact. It happened. But again, it's really interesting that it's, it's the Exodus. It's something that meant a lot to their people. And for us, while, you know, it may not be as relatable that we, we daydream about the Exodus, it's like for God's people, that was how the way that God redeems people and the way that God rescues people and saves people from slavery and from imprisonment. And that teed up the Jewish people to understand who Jesus was when he finally came and all of the parallels that were there. Uh, but for us, in the same way, the cross is a fixed, unmoving, past, historic moment in history. So despite present circumstances, crying a lot in the night, not being able to sleep, you can look back to a past moment, daydream about a past moment that you know nothing can change. You can't undo the past. You can't erase what happened. And it's, it's immovable. And you can daydream about that. And that will help you understand how God will be faithful later. And that's what the psalmist is doing. And that's what I think we can learn from the psalm is we could literally dream about the exodus like i think it's really amazing to think about water parting and god literally having people walk through the sea but even more than that jesus bleeding and dying for me on a cross like he died you can't change that that's just a simple fact and sometimes when we're going through hard circumstances like still cry about it still go through the first part but when you make your appeal just really like remind yourself this is what happened past faithfulness and it reminds you of what the future is going to be. Yeah, I think one of the most encouraging parts about listening to this take on Psalm 77 and re-looking at the psalm myself has been that in the midst of the crying out, there's a temptation to doubt the character of God. And I think the strength in the structure of this psalm and him crying out to the Lord and being honest with him about how he feels, but then also making a, an appeal is coming back to the truth of that the pain is not going to take away your perspective of who God is, the truth of who God is. And then it redirects our thoughts to that truth that he is still good and he is still compassionate and he's still gracious and he's still with us. And that that's so important. And that's what memorizing scripture does for us. It gives us the sword to fight against the doubt that pain and trials might try to plant in our head and in our mind about who the Lord is and his goodness and his faithfulness that would try to steal our faith. Um, so I'm really encouraged by that. And I think it's awesome. And we're going to post Kyle's blog somewhere so you guys can actually read the full thing and not just hear about it on this podcast. But you'll be able to read it for yourself. But we just hope that this is encouraging to you today and that um, the Lord will speak to you through this. Kyle has one more thing he wants to add. I've not been the most confident person, uh, so I'm trying to work on that. Uh, I really do want to dare a lot of people, specifically at Wadi College, to memorize a passage of scripture, like a chapter. It's a really specific goal and it's a really specific thing, but there's no reason you can't memorize one chapter every semester you're still in college. It's totally reasonable, totally manageable, and I'm not going to feel bad for peer pressuring anybody into that. <laughs> uh, but literally, it just teaches you to meditate. Like every verse that I would learn, any day I would learn it, that, that would help feed me for the day in addition to like whatever else I'm reading. And you, you don't know how much you're going to unearth by like mulling it over and saying to yourself constantly, constantly, but we have to arm ourselves and mm -hmm. there's never going to be a better time. You're not going to graduate and get married and have kids. And then all of a sudden have more time to memorize scripture. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to be willing to take up the sword. And if you're not in, 
in a hard place right now, maybe someone you know is or will be, and you'll get to use it in their life as well. All right, guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope to see you back here next week. 